What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Monday, July 24th, 2023, week three of the preseason football episode. So excited to be back on today's show. I have Brandon Dubich. We're going to talk about Indiana football. We're going to talk about Tom Allen. We're going to talk about the transfers. We're going to talk about, hey, is Indiana going to be any good this year? We're going to discuss that. Brandon and I had such a good time. What a great interview. Thank you to Brandon for coming on the show. Um, for anybody that's watching on YouTube, thank you so much, first of all, for you know checking in, seeing what I look like. You're going to see the same hat and same sweater for the next five days because I'm recording all these intros and outros on the same night. I got my uh, bottle of Ciroc right here. I'm getting ready to go on vacation, and I got up against the, uh, what do you call it? I'm, I'm against the wire? What's that called? Um, it's starting to get to the point where I don't have time, is what I'm trying to say. But anyways, I'm going to be recording all these intros and outros. Brandon appreciates that. He knows what it's all about, man. Um, hope you guys have been enjoying all these preseason episodes, and I hope that you enjoy this Indiana preview as much as I enjoyed hanging out with Brandon. Okay, joining us now is Brandon Dubich. He is coming in highly recommended from a podcast I've been following for a while, Often Daunted. He's an Indiana grad, and he is going to be our Indiana expert while we preview the upcoming IU football season. You kind of opened your eyes a little bit right there. Are you an Indiana football expert? So it's it's funny. Uh, let me take you through a very short story here, my man. Um, so <laughs> I went to IU from 2006 to 2011. Um, do you want to guess how many IU football games I went to? Uh, I'm going to say, because you're asking like that, I'm going to say low. I'll say three. Uh, that would be too high. I went to I went to absolutely <laughs> zero football games. Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh. Uh, I grew up a Pitt fan. Um, when I went to IU, obviously I dropped my Pitt fandom and became an IU fan. Um, but it, it wasn't much on on the basketball or on the football side, to be completely honest. Um, but then graduated IU, and 2013 was a chance to get 125 alumni points. Now I'm not sure how alumni points were to other schools, but that's equivalent to 125 thousand dollars. Yeah. At age 23. I didn't have $125,000 to donate at age 35. I don't have $125,000 to donate. And all you had to do was sign up for football, basketball, and baseball. And you got 125,000 alumni points. So I signed up to be a season ticket holder in 2013. And then I kind of fell in love with the team. Um, Kevin Wilson was slinging things during those ages. His offense was super fun, right? Tevin Coleman, actually made it to the Heisman ceremony. Um, so I kind of came on at the right time and it's been a roller coaster. Um, so so when I say expert, I, I I follow it very closely, but only have about a decade of expertise. So you know yeah. if uh, if other Hoosier fans want to talk about you know um, the, the glory years in, uh, in the 80s and early 90s, I don't know how much help I'm going to be for you there. <laughs> well, you're definitely more of an expert than I am. I would say that 
this may or may not come as a surprise to you, but I think that Indiana is the team that I know the least about in the Big Ten. There you go. Um, so yeah. I'm really excited to kind of pick your brain about some of these things that are going to happen. I'm interested, sure, though, sure. one more thing about you. While you were at Indiana, did you go to a lot of basketball games, though, or was it— I didn't. I didn't miss one, and ironically, that's when they were the worst. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> so my sophomore year, 2007, was when um, Kelvin Sampson got fired. Oh, yeah. And they got stripped of the entire team, and they won like six games. Brutal. Um, I I did not see an NCAA tournament win in my five years. I'm not a doctor. Five <laughs> years I was at IU, didn't see a single tournament win. Um, Wait, five years? That's good, man. I was in for five and a half. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Combined, we are a doctor. That's right. right. All right, let's jump into this uh, football stuff, though. I'm very interested about uh, the coaches from each team, and I always like to start with that. Coach Allen yeah. has been there for a while now, it seems like. I think it's seven years Fifth now. Year. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep, seven years. Okay. Um, he was 4-8 and eight last year. He's got six combined wins the last two years. He's 10 games under five hundred. No bowl victories um, throughout his tenure. What is the vibe from the fan base and you specifically about the job Coach Allen's doing and uh, will project to do this year? Yeah, so um, the fan base, he's really lost the fan base. The casuals, I guess, as we sit on uh, casual yeah. banter, right? He's he's certainly lost the casuals, but you know, there's there's the diehards that sort of know he's the best we can get. Yeah, honestly. He's he's recruited at a at a higher level than anyone has. The top four out of five recruiting classes since recruiting classes started have come under Tom Allen. Oh wow! Right? Yeah. He he, he wins the state regularly, or as much as you can when you're going against Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, etc. Yeah. Right. So I, personally. I I don't know the risk reward right to fire him and restart is not there right yeah so so while it's been disappointing in my mind it's not because he's a bad head coach I think he's learning through getting the right people around him gotcha. right um he's he's kind of hired his buddies I don't know what kind of work you do but that's never a good <laughs> idea to work with your friends yeah um so I think he's he's learning through that, and I think he still has a chance to grow as a coach um, through the other things other than recruiting. So uh, for me, it's a lot more of a uh, a risk reward on whether we cut ties with Tom Allen, and and then what's what's the ceiling we can get in a coach yeah. personally. Yeah, the expectations from an outsider's perspective, like mine, seem to be a little bit lower at Indiana. So. What would it take for him this year, win total wise, to win those casuals back, as you say? He's got to win a bowl game. I okay. mean, the reality is IU has not won a bowl game since 1993. That's my a man, long time. Now, now we've 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 been into a half a dozen of them and have have lost some in painful fashion. You mm -hmm. know, the most recent one to Tennessee. I was at that. Michael and I were at that game yeah. um, down in Jacksonville. Um, had a 98.7% win percentage um, at one point in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know if you remember, it was about eight years ago against Utah where they made a field goal to go to overtime, mm. but the refs missed the call, mm. and you can't I review like a I do field goal. That. Yeah, it was in, I forget which bowl it was, but it was definitely against Utah. 
Um, it was brutal. It was a brutal. So they, it, we joke here in Indiana that IU invents ways to lose like that. <laughs> no one has ever done before. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, they, they, if all you have to do is win a bowl game, like you said, the standard is low. Yeah. The standard, if you go six and six, win a bowl game, seven to six, people are freaking back. That's, that's literally <laughs> all it is going to take. That's it. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, by the way, so I know all about inventing ways to lose football games, man. You might yeah. you might get me to be a Hoosiers fan by the end of this podcast, <laughs> the way that you're talking, man. I'm used to that. <laughs> um, you talked about how well he's done, you know, relatively speaking, in recruiting. Um, yeah. A big thing nowadays is the transfer portal. Um, the biggest Huge. name that came in is... I don't want to say this wrong, but it's Taven Jackson. Um, and we're going to talk about... That's curious I, that you say that. That's curious because it's it's the quarterback, but I would I would sort of disagree. Okay, a little bit. I, I'm glad you said that then because yeah. I think it's I think most important position quarterback. So, of um, right now up on the screen, I do have a picture of Anthony Jones from Oregon, the linebacker. Um, yeah. I'm I'm personally excited to see how what he's going to do this year. Is there any other names that I haven't just <sighs> mentioned that are coming in that you're excited about? So I'm certainly not expecting this that this kind of season out of IU. But do you remember it was either two or three years ago where Michigan State completely overhauled their roster and yeah. they brought in like two dozen transfers and it just clicked. Yeah. Right. Well, all Indiana diehards are really hoping that this this class is what Michigan State did a few years ago. They brought in 23 transfers. Yeah, that's a lot. Right. So I, I'm not obviously not going to go through those. Um, I'm going to burn through a couple. But we have JoJo Johnson coming from uh, Notre Dame. Our secondary was horrible. Our, our secondary was, I think, in the low 100s in passing yards allowed, right? We bring in Kobe Miner, cornerback from Texas Tech. Um, we bring in a Texas safety transfer. Um, now, an secondary isn't the only reason why your pass game is bad right yeah. you also need edge rushers and i would say Linnell carter from west virginia okay is eat an and an andre carter who hot take in andre carter will be an all big 10 player this year are equally as important as Taven jackson and those guys now, are both edge rush rushers then they are yeah okay, so cool. added added anthony jones andre yep. carter and uh, Linnell Carr, all coming off the edge. IU had absolutely no pressure last year. Um, its defense was just pathetic. Everyone looks at the offense, mm -hmm. right, as it struggles, and IU was also bad. It was 94th or 96th in offense. The defense was even worse. So IU brought in a ton of defensive help. Did you see the stat that I, that I saw on uh, – Big Ten banter, actually, that IU has the third and fourth best linebackers, according to PFF, coming no, in. I did not see that. Yeah, one one was, uh, and we'll talk about him later. The other one is Josh Rudolph from Austin okay. P. Um, he's he's coming in as the fourth best rated linebacker. So our entire starting defense is going to be brand new. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if eight or nine guys which is needed when your defense is yeah. that bad, right? <laughs> right? You need to totally flip the script. Yeah. Um, but, and that, that's exactly what Tom Allen did. He went out and pretty much got an entirely new defense. 
um, at, at all three levels, edge rusher, interior D linebackers, cornerbacks. Um, and I think that that is going to be equally as important um, because IU just couldn't stop anyone yeah. last year, um, which, which was, which was super, super disappointing because Tom Allen's a defensive coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, so what, what do you know about Taven Jackson before, well, uh, before I kind of go into him and, and, and why I think he's going to be successful? Well, I, I know that he's from Tennessee and I know that yep. he didn't play a ton there. And I nope. know that's that's all I really know about him. And I know that according to ourlads.com, he's the starting quarterback as of right now. I don't Love know. I was that's what I wanted to get into with you is what yeah. is the quarterback situation? Is he the starter? Um, is it his job yeah. to lose? And what can we expect from him if he is or whoever's going to be playing behind center? Yeah, or under center. So uh, there's there's a. a Pittsburgh uh, color analyst uh, radio guy named Mark Madden. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but he has this really annoying saying where he says no QB, no chance. Yeah. And, and, and that was, that's why I, you went two and 10 and four and eight the mm -hmm. last two years. I mean, they had something called a Connor Basilak, um, mm -hmm. which honestly <laughs> I use had some really bad quarterbacks. I can't think of anyone worse than Connor Basilak. Uh, I, I both you and I could have more accuracy than he does. Um, I hate speaking ill will. I can of, sling of, it, man. You man, put me behind <laughs> center, like, dude. I'll go out there and sling a couple of them. There we go. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, that's uh, that that was that's been the issue the last two years. Um, Dexter Williams came in a little bit and was electric with his feet. Yeah, he beat Michigan State by throwing seven yards, though. Yeah, like, that's that's been our quarterback situation two years. I don't expect Taven Jackson to light the world on fire. Okay. I really don't. I do think he will be the best quarterback IU has had in the past three years. Again, running theme, really low bar. I expect him to be average to below average. I think you guys put out rankings, and I think you had him at 11. I think that's a little low, but I think 7 to 10. 7 okay. to 10 is probably where I see him falling in just on natural talent alone. Yeah. I mean, this guy, this guy's got wheels. He's got an arm. Um, he just kind of needs to learn the system a little bit, which every first-year quarterback does. Um, so I, I'm excited for him. Um, Talent-wise, I think he's the best quarterback IU's had since I've been a fan. Yeah. Um, Peyton Ramsey supporters are probably going to get a little mad at that. Um, but, you know, I, I really do think talent-wise, he's the best. Truth is, it's really hard to find success as a redshirt freshman in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, well, that's... one guy one guy he'll have helping him out is one of my favorite players that Indiana had last year is Cam Camper. Um, I I was surprised because I didn't I don't I'm not a big stat guy and I don't remember yeah. stats that well. So I was looking up his yeah. stats before uh, we started recording today. Only had two touchdowns last year, but when I, his game doesn't really go on the stat sheet. It feels like every time I was watching Indiana he was making big catches in big moments when they had a few of those big moments last year. Um, what's Can he be an impact player from the position that he's playing? And is uh, Taven going to be able to get him the ball? Yeah, so if Connor Bazelak can get him the ball, I have no issues with yeah. – God, that's horrible. Um, I'm, a, I'm a horrible person. 
Uh, but yeah, I have no issues with Taven. It's just he's coming off an ACL, man. Yeah. Um, it's 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 the the thing that I'm excited about though is he wasn't a shifty receiver. He is all about hands and positioning, which I do think he can bounce back from. He is a jump ball guy. I mean, he is just a go up and get it. So I'm I'm that's that I think will translate quicker than somebody that needs to use their speed and leverage and shiftiness mm-hmm. um, to dominate at that position. So yeah, I think I think Cam is going to be a huge asset, uh, especially getting first downs, moving the chains. Um, the the game that I went to where he was just unstoppable was Ohio State. Mm-hmm. There was not a corner that could stop him. Yeah. Um. At at, at Ohio State, which is in again insanely impressive. But why I think he'll even succeed even more, uh, is because again that transfer portal. Um, do you remember EJ Williams? Yeah. You probably don't. But. I actually do. Yeah, I remember the so name. His he was a uh, either a high four star or a low five star. He had one year with Trevor Lawrence, and he put up video game numbers. Mm-hmm. And then he was with DJ Ukulele for the last two years and put up absolutely nothing. Like yeah. just completely disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, and uh, so he transfers in. He's going to be on the opposite side of cam camper so you have ej williams on one side and cam camper on the other side and then a a guy who i don't know he was an all-american maybe you've heard of him we'll have uh do you know who i'm talking about (laughs) i don't actually know go ahead jalen lucas he was not just a freshman all-american he was an all-american all-american as a returner um he's rondale moore if iu was good now that is lofty, but I think he has all he he definitely has the size of uh of Rondale Moore. But you're gonna line him up in the slot and you're gonna have EJ Williams and Cam Camper on the outside. That's pretty dangerous. How right? am I missing how am I completely missing this guy? What's his last name again? Jalen Lucas. He was a true freshman last year. He was actually a two-lane flip either on early signy day or a little bit before he actually okay. wanted to go to LSU. No surprise. Yeah. Um, but LSU didn't end up not offering him. So he flipped to IU like very, very late. And he is an absolute stud. Oh, they have him. That's why I'm missing him. They have him in the running backs uh, spot instead of the slot receiver spot. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I mean, he came out of high school as a running back, but okay. they line him up everywhere. Literally, okay. just like Rondale Moore, like that he plays the same exact role. He'll be in the outfield. He'll be an H back. He'll be in the slot. He'll even sometimes be wide as a decoy all by himself. They actually used him really, really well last year, and I think as those three receivers, Taven doesn't have to be great. He just has to be average. With those three guys on the outside, and that's that's dangerous. Yeah, um, that's so dangerous. Who who is going? Who's the starting running back then? Who's the guy that's going to be yeah. carrying the load for them? And what percentage do you think he's going to be carrying the ball for them? That's a that's a great question because while I love our passing attack, um, I think we have to be a run team. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to win shootout games. Um, that's just that we're going to have to win time of possession, especially how good the Big Ten e- East is. Um, you just can't get into those those kind of matchups, right? 
So Josh Henderson is going to be the bell cow, but I don't know how much of a gambler you are, how much you like talking about gambling. Oh, but I watched please. a lot of wake, a lot of wake forest the past two years. Wake forest won me a ton of overs, just wake forest. Oh, it doesn't matter if it was in the high fifties or sixties wake forest and the over. So IU got Christian Turner, which was kind of their third down um, dynamic back. He had over a thousand yards last year. He had seven to eight hundred yards a year before that. So I think I think Josh Henderson and Christian Turner make for a, a decent one-two punch. Yeah. Definitely, definitely middle of the pack in yeah. in the Big Ten, right? It's tough so, to be a running back in the Big Ten right now, man. There's so many good backs. There's, there's so many. Yeah. So like where I don't think Josh Henderson or Christian Turner are elite backs, there's no drop off from one to two. Yeah. Um, which 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 you like to see right. for sure. So yep. you mentioned um switching sides of the ball back one more time. We had uh yeah. Carter and Carr that you were talking about, the defensive edge rushers that are uh joining the team this year. But I know there was at least one more guy that you wanted to talk about to circle oh. this year for us casuals that we can say this yeah. is the dude on Indiana's defense we yeah. need to be watching. He's Who's the Canadian he's the Canadian maniac, right? <laughs> or or at least that's what I call him. His name's Aaron Casey and he's an absolute stat stuffer. Um he's exactly what you want in a 425 inside linebacker. He shuts everything down in the middle. Now, like any 425, if you get him going side to side, not his game. But he is, you are not running him over. You are not pushing him backwards. Aaron Casey will be a captain and he will be the heart and soul. And I, he might be the only returning starter defense. <laughs> oh, and I, and, and I'm okay with that because the Canadian maniac, um, is, is super fun. He's very, very passionate, um, which I love. I'm, I'm a passionate guy. So Aaron Casey, mark it down casuals. That's, that's the guy, um, opposing offenses don't want to get going you know because he'll rack up 10 12 13 tackles on you a couple of those for loss anything with canadian in it like i'm gonna get behind i'm not canadian but like that's that's a great nickname anything with canadian you could have said anything after i just made that up on the spot oh did you do we want to improve it a little bit or no or do you think that's it because i don't know if maniacs like rolls off the tongue as well as something we could do like the Canadian Canadian clobber. I mean, oh, you're going to go yeah. for the like, oh, litter, alliteration, right? You want to go alliteration. You want to go with yeah. the linebacker, the Canadian clobber. Yeah. I don't know. That's all better. To, I like yeah, that. Better. I'll, I'll have to storyboard it, but that's the <laughs> best I could do on the spot. That was excellent. I love it. That was really good. All right. Um, I'm going to try to keep you under 30 minutes here. So I want to go through the schedule before no I let you go. Um, yep. I like to tell people what I predicted before sure, sure. you tell me what is going to happen this year because you're the expert. I have you guys finishing in fifth place in the Big Ten East. Um, sure. I have you going four and eight, two and seven in the conference, which is tied with Michigan State, but I have you beating Michigan State. So that gives you guys a little bit of a leg up and has you finishing in fifth place. Um, the other wins that I have, let me just scroll down real quick. I got you guys beating Indiana State, Akron, uh, Rutgers, and then, like I just said, Michigan State. Um, when I go through the schedule, I like to break it down into thirds. So we'll do like sure. the first part of the season, the middle, and then yeah. the last. So you start out with uh, Ohio State, Indiana State, Louisville, and Akron. And the home games are all of them. You're at home yeah. for all of them. 
Uh, starting out with a Big Ten game, how do you see the first yeah. four games going? Yeah, so I, you want to go two and two in all of these, right? I mean, that's that's how you draw it up. You go two and two, everyone, you get to a bowl game. Um, but I do think uh, I think that's what they do here. Um, now, I, you know, I don't know if many casuals know, but the Brominator went to Louisville. Do you know who yes. knows how to play and scheme against Jeff Brom? IU. Tom Allen didn't have a lot of success against Jeff Brom, but he's in a first year with mostly new players in a new offense and defensive scheme. So I do think Louisville is one of those swing games. Okay. Um, but for the sake of this exercise, I have us going two and two. Man, you're probably the most uh, realistic expert I've had on so far. Like <laughs> everybody else would probably right there would have been like, we're three and one. We're three and one yeah. out of the gates right there. Yeah, I, I like our chances. Again, I mean, I think we, we covered the Louisville game. Um, I think the F the ESPN FBI has it like a 70 30 Louisville. I see that game being closer to 60, 40, 55, 45, just simply, simply because IU knows Brom and he's first year. First years are tough. Just you like even saying that right now is like, now I'm circling that week three is like a game that I'm extremely excited about. Should be. It's actually in Lucas oil too. So, Oh, um, nice. That'll yeah. be fun. You go mm -hmm. into that one. No, no, Michael is my co the co-host, yeah. but I, I am not. I'm okay. Not. All right. Um, and yeah. then you have uh, the middle part of the season. You're on the road now, Maryland and yeah. Michigan back-to-back, -back, and then you come back home for Rutgers and then go on the road to Penn State. An absolutely brutal four-game stretch right here, minus the Rutgers game, I think, going on the road to Michigan, Penn State, and even Maryland. Um, what do you think those four games look like? Nobody loves Talia more than I love Talia. Um, he's he's a guy that uh, go back to betting. He's he's won me a lot of money. If you win me a lot of money, I am going to pull for you. Um, this <laughs> Rutgers game, um, it who the home team normally wins this game. It's kind of sad, um, but they're they're but whoever's home wins this game. So I have us unfortunately going one and three. Maryland and IU always play close. Like, it doesn't matter how bad yeah. one team is or how good the other team is. They always play each other close. So that's another one of those coin flip games. But I'll always give it to the home team if it's a coin flip. So you're saying one and three right there, just to confirm. One and three. All yep. right, so you're sitting right now at uh, three and five. So you yep. need to get three wins this last part of the season yep. to get to a bowl. So you're at home against Wisconsin. Go to Illinois, back at home against Michigan State, and then – on the road to Purdue, who is a team that I was a little higher on when I first started this summer, and I'm starting to, you know, drift on them just a little bit. So let's Smart finish out the season. What do the last four games look like? Smart man. Um, this is where it starts pulling at my heartstrings, seriously, um, because I think three and one's totally possible. I, I really do. Um, I, I think I think they could beat Illinois, Michigan State, and Purdue. My heart says they only get two there, or my brain says they only get two, and and I think it's probably Illinois and MSU, and then to for bowl game eligibility, West Lafayette crushes our hopes. Like just as an mm. IU fan, that's what happens, right? Mm. Five and six going into the rivalry game to a team that we're, you know, I think even too, right? I think Purdue and IU are very even this year. Um, and yeah, I think they they break our hearts and, and we go five and seven and miss oh. the whole season again. I hate to hear that, man. I wanted I was Sadly. cheering for you this whole time. I was like, you guys Sad. need to make one. It's 
it's possible they can go. They run three and zero on that stretch. I I don't think IU Illinois Michigan State's awful. Like Michigan State's bad. Um, and and Purdue's all winnable. I mean, it really comes down for me. It comes down to Purdue, Louisville, and Maryland. If they can get one of those three games, IU's going bowling. Yeah, That's all they have to do is grab one of those three games. That's what the season boils down to. Really, I think man. that a lot will depend, especially that last game on what Purdue's record is and if they're trying to yep. fight for a sixth win possibly um, and see what yep. they're doing, then it really totally. changes the outlook of that game and who's trying – not trying harder. They're all going to try hard, but of course, who's got something to play for. Yep. So yep. that'll be really interesting. Um, one last thing about scheduling stuff. I, I've been yeah. asking almost everybody uh, what you think of the new format. We're switching. We're getting away from divisions next year. And – how it affects the whole conference, how it affects Indiana directly. What do you think about getting rid of the divisions and adding the two teams that we're adding? So I'll put it in reverse, right? How it affects Indiana massively to not have to play what I what I think is the most difficult conference side uh, in the entire country. I don't want to hear any of this SCC BS. It's the hardest side there is. So it's it's massively. It's massively important and and will have a big factor i think i think it'll even have an even big factor for the big 10 i yeah. sent this in the i sent this in the group chat let me let me find this real quick um since 2014 the east has lost 59 to nothing 55 or 45 24 this is the west has 42 lost. 3 yeah it, it's 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 nine straight years of losses and the Big Ten championship hasn't hasn't been competitive except for one game. Was I mean that the it's Michigan State Wisconsin game. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only game that's been competitive. Yeah. So it's the worst conference game title game every year. I agree. That's that's massively important for the Big Ten because it, one for TV ratings and two for legitimacy. Like if a Big Ten East wins their conference like conference championship game, nobody cares. It doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but if when we when we get inevitably Michigan State, Ohio State, you know, rematch year after year after year, it's going to get old, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think that I think it's great for the conference, too. I, I know that I feel like everyone's kind of bringing that up, that it's going to happen. But like the the rematch of Michigan versus Ohio State, like the week after they just played. But I yeah. honestly don't think it's going to happen that often. I really don't think it will. And like you said, it's better for the conference to have a better conference championship game that people yep. are actually going to want to watch i borderline didn't even want to watch last year you knew what was no. going to happen and then it happened it yeah, was it pointless was... you're done watching in like the first quarter and you're just the, like the only thing i love that it was purdue getting shellacked i mean that was <laughs> as an iu fan that because yeah i mean we're going way over but iu should have beat that purdue team yeah. until dexter williams's leg snapped yeah. Um, that was All right. Was His name is Brandon Dubich, and he is on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. And Brandon, Woo! thank you so much for yeah. coming on and talking to us about Indiana football and showing us a little bit of what's going to happen this year and previewing. Um, thank you so much, man. Hopefully, we'll get to talk to you mid season about what's going on. All right, man. It was a blast. Take All it right, easy. We'll talk to you soon. Once again, that was Brandon Dubich. He's at Brandon Dubich on Twitter. You just heard that. You just heard that during the interview. Had a great time with Brandon. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on and talking Hoosiers foosball for the upcoming 2023 season. 
Man, I'm excited. This is get, it's getting close, baby, man. I keep saying it, but each episode that comes out, it's getting closer and closer. We're marking off the days. It's almost football time, baby. On tomorrow's show, let me double check and make sure I know who's coming. Who do we got tomorrow? Who is it? It's the Boys Down Bad. Boys Down Bad podcast. We're talking Nebraska football, the Cornhuskers. We're going to the Corn Hub. Boys Down Bad tomorrow on the show. Looking forward to it, man. We'll see you guys in the future. Everything.